Everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. Ohio State one day closer to traveling to Indiana, picking up the Big Ten schedule again. The second half more competitive and the stakes going up. Uh, you can tell that the mood is changing a little bit coming out of that off date. Not that Ohio State didn't work really hard, uh, but they know that there's a, an opportunity now that's different on Saturday than, than resting on your couch and watching the rest of the country play. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Uh, what did we learn tonight, fellas? Uh, Ohio State has taken this seriously. The one thing I heard from a number of guys is that every week is an elimination game for Ohio State at this point, and they know it. There is no taking it easy. There is no looking ahead past Indiana. They got a lot of questions today, the guys we talked to about last year's Indiana game and how that plays into their mentality heading into Saturday. And generally speaking, I think it's a team that just is ready to ready to go, ready to get back. Haskell out. Garrett, especially, he's he's eager to get back out there. Go ahead, I'm sorry. When, but when you look at the <laughs> second half of this schedule now, as it sets up, you know you've already taken care of the basement of the Big Ten. Your six remaining games are against you know three top ten teams, a ranked Purdue team, and a road trip to Nebraska. That's not going to be easy. I mean, and then at Indiana, which is also a night game on the road, and so there's not any place to even consider letting up. Really, I mean, there usually. Sprinkled into the schedule, there's a couple where you think, okay, like this is a, a little bit of a, a get-right game. There are none of those in these last six games, and I think that's a good thing for Ohio State in a sense because it's one of these things where you're not going to be able to let up, even if if Purdue's not going to give you a challenge, if Indiana's not going to give you a challenge, Nebraska too. Those games are still either on the road or with with Purdue coming in a big spot where Purdue's finally starting to get some momentum back. So there are no no even uh, possibilities of this team being able to have one of those games where they let up. That's why I got the story coming, I promise, <laughs> on uh, preparation. Is this team preparing like a like a championship-level team, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like getting the behind the scenes of what's going on, the, the scuttlebutt and stuff, and you just, you know, get the impression from talking to these guys. But also, as Zach Harrison said, the way they've played the last several weeks tells you, yeah, they are taking this seriously and, you know, like we talked about the other day, does the off week take away a little bit of the, the fire? You know, I think we're going to find out on, on Saturday night, but I think that off week definitely came at the right time. I think you agree, don't you? Well, it did for Haskell Garrett because yeah. he, he was a Cam little Brown, yeah. a little bit coy about uh, could you have played on Saturday if Ohio State had a game? He, he kind of dodged that one and used some rip technique right past that question. Got the sense that he would not have been able to. Yeah. Uh, didn't practice a ton last week, but so I asked you know, point blank, are you going to play on Saturday? He said, absolutely. So Ryan Day was, uh, do you expect him to play on Tuesday? I do. Haskell Garrett, are you going to play this week? Yes, I think you can put that one to bed. Now, how much does he need to play? That's going to be determined when they get out there on the field on, on Saturday night against the Hoosiers. But that's the situation for Haskell Garrett. We talked about that yesterday. Cam Brown, Tyreek Smith, uh, you know, Thayer Munford, he's another guy. I talked with him a little bit after practice, just trying to get a sense of that foot injury. He got rolled up again. Uh, is a separate sort of re-aggravation against Maryland. He needed that week off. This is another guy who just cannot seem to catch one break. Um, but from that perspective, Tim, I think Ohio State needed a week to get healthy. I think, they yeah. all, I think the defense especially needs time. And we talked to Taraja Mitchell tonight, and I don't think a lot of people truly understand the difficulty of what the defense has had to do in the last month and how important an extra week off is to these guys who are not just – trying to get healthy, but learning a new system that they did not play in this building a month ago. And then you tr- couple that with the fact that it's a bunch of young guys coming back from injury. You have all these linebackers like Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg and uh, Cody Simon who never really played before. And I, I think it came at the exact right time 
to build off the confidence that they'd had against Rutgers and Maryland and to keep that going forward, gaining knowledge about what they're doing. Absolutely. And when you look at what the way they've been playing defense, yes, it's been completely new and different and stuff we haven't seen, but it's still been a pretty vanilla base style of what, what you know, this defense could be. I think with this extra week, you're probably see them put some new stuff in to, to build off of that kind of thing because you've had to play four straight games with a new system, like you said, Berm, that you had never learned or learned or practiced before. Now you have two weeks to really install it, put it in, make sure everybody's on the same page. And if we saw for the last four weeks, the turnovers, the, the stops, the three and outs start to imp- improve, just imagine what they can do with an extra week to prepare and really, you know, uh, you know, button up some of the things that they were doing defensively. Yeah, what you're seeing is they're playing with more confidence. You know, and they're, they're, they spend a lot of their verbiage trying to tell us hardly anything has changed defensively. That <laughs> That's not accurate. I'm talking about even the coaches, and uh, at least from where I'm watching. Yeah, that's not main, what the players said today. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the coaches have uh, – we just tweaked a few. Well, no, they didn't. They, you know, that two, deep, that two deep safety is a great look. I mean, Ronnie Hickman, they have figured out a way to fire Ronnie Hickman from all kinds of angles. You've got Steel Chambers coming on now. It's just a – uh, hard-hitting uh, linebacker and stuff. All kinds of things have changed, both personnel-wise mm-hmm. and uh, scheme-wise, in my book. And but what I'm seeing is I'm seeing guys playing with confidence of like they're firing off, you know. And uh, and that is such a difference. I think more than anybody that he's carrying himself with that confidence, but I'm not sure that he's played with it at least the way that we maybe projected or expected. And it was my favorite question that I think anybody asked tonight was Berm. Ask Zach Harrison, are sacks overrated? Yeah. Because there are plays where he's making an impact and he's getting near the quarterback. And you've heard Larry Johnson talk about this in the past, that getting pressure can be just as valuable if it leads to something else. But for him, with what he has at stake personally, professionally, what the what Ohio State's pass rush needs to achieve down the stretch against better teams, what was his answer, Berm? He said, no, they're not overrated. And I, I was actually trying to give him an out. Yes. Yeah, that, was, that I, was interesting. You I, did. Yeah. I, I wanted him to say, you know, I'm doing my job. I'm getting there. And he is doing his job. And he is getting there. And he is disrupting plays. But he's not finishing it. And I asked him, how do you practice that? Because you don't get an opportunity to, to do that in practice. You can't go after your own quarterback. So you, you, you run around. You touch him. And, then, like, that's what he's doing on Saturdays. He's running around and touching guys. But yeah. Uh, these, these guys, the whistle's not blowing. So <laughs> now you have to finish it. And for a guy like Zach Harrison, it's always been so much upside, so much talent. And now it, it's not just, uh, it, it's emblematic of his entire career. Now it's time to finish. Yeah, and you, you know, it's kind of bugging him. I mean, it's bugging him that he, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the main thing that jumped out to me about it. And if you can get an even more fired up Zach Harrison the second half of the year, couple that maybe with Tyreek Smith eventually coming back and playing at a level, you you do have something going there. Berm took a picture last year of Michael Penix throwing a touchdown pass, and Zach Harrison's hand is up uh, this close to the football. And if if it was a millisecond longer, it's a strip sack, and Ohio State probably scores a touchdown. Instead, it was, I think, like a 60-some-yard touchdown to to Wapfillier or, or the other Ty guys. Fry-Fogel. Ty Freifogel. that they were throwing the ball to. Well, that's, that's how he got ball big ten. That's yeah. how close Zach Harrison was last year, and Berm had a picture of it that was a perfect picture. That's how close of, he's been. Of how times close this year. Zach Harrison has been his entire career to getting sacks, and you you just sense that that the switch. You know, we've we've talked about it. is is he ready? Is has the switch flipped? I don't know. It, it, something about tonight, the confidence, the the uh, the readiness. I don't know. Some, something just well, seems he, like he's he a, wasn't he's, dodging the responsibility exactly. to handle it. That's exactly right. To me, it's the anger. 
if you, the word you're looking for. There, as a Chase Young carried lineman, himself with that anger. Chase Young, every single play, no matter who he played against, was going out there, and his job was to embarrass the people he was playing against. Yeah. And he did it in a very angry manner. And he was angry in this building. He was angry across the street. He was angry at any building because that's how a defensive lineman has to carry himself. And I, we talked about that before the season. This defensive line group is obviously being counted on, but there hadn't been a lot of proof in the proverbial pudding at that point. And it's a bunch of really nice guys. Yeah. It's a bunch of really great kids. And that switch that you're talking about has to be flipped when you blow the whistle on Saturday. And at that point, you have to stop being a nice guy. I think that's the interesting part about the, the Zach Harrison development that we talked about in the offseason, that he was finding his voice, that he had this great personality, and he is a really uh, good-natured kid. We would have thought during his recruitment or during his freshman year when he wasn't talking that he was non no nonsense chase young gonna go get it on every single snap that that turns out that wasn't his personality he may need to rediscover a little bit more of that as this season goes on i'm not suggesting you know like bobby carpenter would say that he needs to be a wild card right. but that i'm not edge, saying he's taking plays off or anything like no, that i'm yeah. just saying that there's that extra step that extra oomph and that is just want not not want to but it's an extra gear that you just have to find it's the, yeah it's the difference between being a great player and an absolutely elite player. And and that anger, I think, on the defensive line separates it all. I think when you see Haskell Garrett shed a block and, and destroy somebody in the backfield, there's that anger that made him an All-American, you know, despite all the things he, he had to overcome. And, and now you're seeing him play in an even higher level. You saw it from the Bosas who just played like they were going to rip somebody's head off. Chase Young had the same thing. To be great is one thing. You know, you can be a great guy and be great. You you have to be you have to play really pissed off to be elite. And I think that's the next step for Zach Harrison. He's playing really well. He knows it though. I mean, he talked about it in the spring. That was it. that was going to be the big difference in him is just to get after it. I and mean, you know, there's no doubt about it. This guy's a great athlete. I mean, yeah. And uh, but if he can just add that little bit more fire, I don't even know if fire is what's missing. Who knows yep. what's really missing? But he knows something's missing, and he wants to add that this second half of this regular season. All right, the, the last part, the, the stuff that we really enjoy being back in here again after one year away and, and the normalcy of being in a practice on Wednesday night and watching them leave the field. The last four guys that caught my eye tonight, they stayed on the jugs machine. That's to catch passes. That's not anything else, Tim. Correct. So four guys catching passes. Cam Babb over there uh, monitoring as Jaden Ballard, <laughs> yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr., and Emeka Egbuka. Egbuka. Last four guys. So futures in good hands, uh, pun intended there. These guys. I like that. We talked, if Chris Olave is doing it Tuesdays before practice now, we've seen it Wednesday after night with these young guys. They're putting in the work, and that wide receivers group, they can only get better too. Like Tim has been waiting for Marvin Harrison to get that opportunity. We've yeah. talked about throwing the ball, Ebuka and kickoff returns, and Jaden Ballard, I don't think should be overlooked in that mix either. So there's still there's still more that can be added. I'm not suggesting that Ballard's, after been, Ballard's been targeted more in games than Marvin Harris. Yeah, yeah. That's been surprising. It was it Terrell Owens or was it Randy Moss? Just throw me the damn ball. Which one? Keyshawn. I, I, yeah, Keyshawn. That's right. Keyshawn Johnson. Now, I don't see a lot of that. For Keyshawn those. Johnson now a moralist. <laughs> but go ahead. I, I just I just thought it was interesting to note that with these guys because they Agreed. they could easily be frustrated with their roles. They're behind three of the probably. I'm going to borrow something from Spencer here. Top three. Or top six wide receivers in the country, but probably top three. I, I think the second half of this regular season could be so interesting to watch. I mean, I, I'm I'm very eager to watch how this offense continues to blossom. I mean, don't you agree? They got a quarterback 
who's playing with confidence and it's probably going to get better. They are going against stiffer competition to a certain extent, but just to see who's going to next emerge is crazy because they've got great players already. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the point was that those yeah, those guys could easily have packed it in or be upset about their role because they have to sit and watch. Uh, and they, uh, Buka has a role, obviously. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's I didn't okay. mean to step that's, on your point. It's one of them could be the next I thought that was the yeah. point you were yeah. making. So <laughs> if if something happens, like what you're talking yeah. about, if somebody needs to emerge, you know that they haven't gone in the tank. Not that Brian Hartline would let them do that in the first place, but you know yeah. that's always tough. Like those three guys, uh, maybe maybe Harrison and Ed Buka more than than Jaden Bauer, but they all. They all thought they could have go started anywhere in the country, and they're here waiting their turn, but but turning in a lot of extra practice reps. It all starts Saturday. I mean, the second half is underway, and for the Buckeyes, there are those games, the Purdue game, the potentially, uh, you know, Nebraska, where some of these guys still should get some reps and get an opportunity to make some hay, uh, and uh, I'm just ready to get to Bloomington. Let's do it. We're going to hit there uh, at the road on Friday, make sure that we can get nice and early and settle over, maybe have some road beers to get ready for uh, – a big one on Saturday night in Bloomington, Ohio State at Indiana. Full coverage of that, as always, at LettermanRoad.com. And here on our Letterman Row YouTube channel as part of the On3 Network. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us for the practice report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. We will see you Saturday night in Indiana.